Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I have Susan Bratton on. She is the intimacy expert to millions. And boy, do we have a great podcast for you today. Now, before I get started, I must make a little warning. We're going to be talking about intimacy. We're going to be getting real on anatomy parts. So if you've got kiddos that might be listening while you're playing this in the car or wherever you may be, you might want to uh, think twice about it. So that being said, no vulgar language, none of that. It's more a real conversation about everything, pretty much, you've ever wondered about your female anatomy. But not only that, also what's going on as you get older with your tissues, what's going on with sex, how to become a better lover, how to teach your partner what to do to give you the utmost pleasure, all the things that, you know, there's a lot of stigmas around. But honestly, The more pleasure someone has in their life, the better they're going to feel and the younger they're going to look. And Susan even mentions that it shows 10 years younger, that you you can look up to 10 years younger when you are intimate up to three times a week. So longevity, looking younger, who doesn't want that? But really, this podcast is about empowering women, sharing this information with women. But also, guys, this podcast could be great for for you all too, because you can learn a lot about our anatomy and how things work and how things change as we get older. And some of the really important things that we want to be addressing and staying on top of as we get older. This is a fabulous podcast, lots of great information and really great resources here, all free. So folks, buckle up. This is a great podcast. You might blush a little, but you're totally going to smile and you're going to be thinking, okay, what can I do to get going with some of Susan's techniques like now? So let's introduce you to Susan Bratton. Hey, health junkies. I have Susan Bratton on today and we are going to be talking about lifelong intimacy, what that looks like and how to keep things spicy, healthy, and just happy in the bedroom. So Susan, welcome to Health Fix Podcast. Hi, Janine. I'm super happy to be here with you. I've been enjoying listening to your shows. I really particularly enjoyed the TCM one on the deer antler. (laughs) Um, That's something that I've heard a lot about over time, but I didn't didn't really equate it with the growth factors. And uh, that's quite interesting. I've been taking Epimorlin, CJC 1295 Epimorlin trochies, which are now going to be uh, outlawed. Yeah, compounding pharmacies, which is pissing me off. And um, I've also injected some growth hormone here and there in my recovery from long haul COVID. And um, so it was just really interesting to think about natural, uh, sustainable um, alternatives to boosting growth hormone. I like that. 
And I want to talk to you about hormones because uh, I'm, I'm so interested in them. I take them myself. I'm a proponent of hormone replacement therapy. And uh, I feel like kindred spirits. I love Bastard University graduates. We, yeah, I mean, at that school churns out the smartest people in functional medicine for sure. So I'm super psyched to be here with you today. Thanks for having me and wanting to talk about specifically about sexuality, intimacy, libido, desire, arousal, three different things we kind of use the same word for. It's true. It's true. Well, now I'm I'm blushing. Um, oh, you, you have, good. <laughs> you have definitely um spoke me up well with the, with the best dear grads and things. So yeah, okay. you know, with with sexual health, it's it's one of the things that folks come to me all the time and they're like, Doc, you know, we we dance around it a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. there's sometimes not that comfortable conversation where it's like things aren't right, and I'm like, where are things not right? And they're like. I'm like, oh, arrows. Okay, down below. Okay, yeah. now mm-hmm. what's what's happening? What's going on? And and you know, like you were talking about the the growth factors and things of that nature. A, a lot of times we're we're thinking outside the box. Um, in addition to adding in hormones and and yeah. things of that nature. Well, you know, and and what a lot of people are probably thinking right now, like Susan. Okay, what's your story? How did you get into this? And and how did you get into working on sexual health? Like, what's what brought you here? Give us a scoop. Well, a crisis, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like most of us, our greatest wound becomes our greatest gift. Uh, for the last two decades, I've been running two companies. One is called Personal Life Media, and I'm a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques, bedroom communication skills, and intimate wellness and sexual vi- vitality constructs, concepts, advice, etc. And those are really the three legs of a very solid stool with regard to your sex life and your sex span, mm-hmm. which is very, very interesting. You know, we, we, we talk about the fifth vital sign of menstruation, right? Um, I think that sex span is kind of in that category where If you want to focus on anti-aging and longevity, then you have to be thinking about your sex span as a part of that. There's nutrition, there's diet, there's sleep, and there's sex. Mm -hmm. Because when you have intimacy three times a week or more, and I am using the word intimacy, Janine, I'm not using the word sex. Yeah, very specifically, because when I say sex, most 40 plus women are like, oh, count me out. I'm not having sex three times a week. Like they've already given up on it. Yep. And though I honestly don't feel like I can save people who've given up on it. That's not really my job. I'm not a therapist. And there's a lot of extraneous things. I'm looking for the people who tuned into this episode of your show who said, hmm, my sex life is important to me. I want to know what Janine and Susan are saying because people who have regular intimacy and not just intercourse but intimate pleasure look 10 years younger than their cohorts they live a longer healthier life so all of the benefits of regular intimacy such as rebooting your nervous system the vascular event of orgasmic pleasure, lighting up your brain in multiple locations from orgasmic activation, which is something I'd like to talk to you about today, actually. I think you'd be interested in that. Um, 
the flood of neurotransmitters and hormones that come from it, the conjoined kind of co-regulation, the limbic pleasure system, the endocannabinoid pleasure healing pathway. I mean, that's just some of the cascade of physical and physiologic benefits of intimate pleasure. And when you have that many benefits of something, (laughs) it's just like going for a good workout or eating a very nutritious meal or getting a 94 sleep score on your aura ring. It's right up there. I mean, how you look on the outside, if you can look 10 years younger than your cohort, cohorts, that's indicative of the health of your insides. The outsides are just a reflection of the insides. Mm-hmm. And there have been studies done that show that people who have intimate relations three times a week or more look 10 years younger than their peers. And if you look at the Dunedin Pace study of longevity, that New Zealand study mm-hmm. that True Diagnostics uses as a part of their giving you your biological, not your chronological age score, it's four quadrants. How do you, how young do you look compared to your cohorts? What's your grip strength? How's your balance and how's your cognitive function? And it's damned important. So I think that for the people who are like, okay, I think my sexuality could use a reboot. It is important to me. What do I need to know and do? How can I have the best sex of my life as I age? At 62, for me personally, I am having the most pleasurable sex of my life. I have the most body confidence I've ever had. I'm the most orgasmic I've ever been. I've I've learned so many orgasm skills, communication skills. I'm 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 really communicative in the bedroom. I'm can I give people give my partner you know kudos and appreciation I tell him what I enjoyed we have sexy talk we share fantasies just the verbal piece of it is a big part of it and all of these things are our personal growth and sexual growth are two sides of the same coin really as we mature we get better at sex old people are having the best sex when they put their attention on it. So it's never over. It ain't over till it's over if you put your attention and intention on your sexuality. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know, it's it's interesting because a lot of people think the opposite, right? They think as yeah. soon as I get to this age, it's all over. Or, or folks have heard like the 40s are the best. And after the 40s, you, you've you've gone beyond your sexual peak. So yeah. this is intriguing for- You for- know why? Yeah. You know why that you know why that is? You know why that belief is in there? Yeah, why? Tell us. Because sex was supposed to be for procreation only. So after menopause, you were obsolete. And so sex was over for you because you couldn't make babies anymore. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's such bullshit. Add to that the fact that at 62, I'm still menstruating because I've been using hormone replacement therapy. And I like menstruating because I have this thing, the stupid saying, please improve it if you can. I'm open to refinement. But I say, if she ain't ble- if she ain't bleeding, she's receding. Hmm. We have planned obsolescence. So one of the anti-aging and longevity strategies that I personally use is to take just enough estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone to have an 
like a every six week lead for me now. Very light, but still working. Interesting. Interesting. Cause I know a lot of folks are like, oh, I can't wait till it's over. I want it to be over. I don't want, you know, if, if I am working with hormone replacement and someone gets their period back, that is like a lot of people do not want to hear that or see that. I think it's lifeblood. It, it goes into your concept of, of blood flow in general, like circulation. Yes. Yeah. That's a really interesting thing too. You know, so I have two companies. One is personal life media where I have published the work of my mentors and I have had some absolutely incredible mentors. I've always believed in mentorship. So I've always pursued mentors and that's helped me in my publishing business essentially create an ecosystem of techniques that have stood the test of decades of time, helping people find their pleasure together. And my other company is a supplement company. And the supplements I make are very simple. One is a nitric oxide booster made from organic fruit and vegetables rather than a white powder made in a Chinese lab from corn liquor that's been grown in a pesticide-laden cornfield and inoculated with a bacteria that can basically converts arginine. The bacteria eat the arginine and poop out the citrulline. That's not what you want to take. Citrulline is more effective for people in over 40. And by the time we're 50, we have half the nitric oxide production capacity we had at 20. And that's predicated on if we're eating a lot of leafy green vegetables and beetroot, which most people are not. And we're not using antibacterial mouthwash, which mouthwash, which most people are. And we're not using acid blockers and proton pump inhibitors, which 16, 18, 20 million people in America are doing right now because they've got acid reflux because they're eating so many white flour products and sugar products. So they're getting all that acidy reflux because they've lowered their stomach acid. So now they're lowering it even more. You can't make your own nitric oxide if you do those things. That's a chain reaction. And so nitric oxide is the thing that PDE5 inhibitors are based on, like Viagra, Levitra, Cialis, et cetera. And yet everybody talks about ED as a men's problem when women have exactly the same amount of erectile tissue in our vulva as our male-bodied partners have in their penis. And nobody is paying attention to female erectile dysfunction, which, which means sensation loss, loss of lubrication, painful sex, incontinence, and difficulty to achieve orgasm. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it's definitely something that is not. I mean, we don't have commercials on it, that's for sure. Um, and probably we don't want the pharmaceutical medication for it anyway, but that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, you know, circulation obviously is an acupuncture. Circulation to me is everything. And and I talk about it a lot. And yeah. and really when it comes More down lab. to Yeah, yeah, it's it's so many things are blocking it. And and so I've noticed that when I was of course going through all of your courses and different things that you have to offer for folks, oh, nice. there are ways to stimulate circulation naturally mm-hmm. for women, you know, besides the nitric oxide, which by the way, the, the synthetic, that's a great description of what's going on there. I think a lot of folks will take away um, a good tidbit from there. So, so give mm-hmm. us a little scoop on some of the natural techniques that you can use in terms of intimate touch, things of that nature for helping with boosting circulation yeah. for females. 
Yeah, I think um, probably the single most important technique, pleasuring technique that couples who have a regular practice of this technique have the most satisfying intimacy of all couples. And that is something that's it's essentially genital massage, mm-hmm. but it's in tantric lovemaking, which is a more heart connected, conscious, aware, not asleep, not hiding from your sexuality, not coming from a point of shame, but coming from a point of not only connecting to self and connecting to lover, but connecting to source. Mm-hmm. Tantric lovemaking calls genital massage, yoni massage, and lingam massage. And I really like those words. <laughs> I am an anatomy geek, a genital anatomy geek. I love every aspect of the penis, testicles, the scrotum, the perineum, the prostate, the bladder. I love it all. I love every part of the female genital system from the three erectile tissue structures of the clitoris, urethral sponge, perineal sponge. I love to explain to people what the vagina actually looks like and how it actually works versus the way that we've been using it in our patriarchally, pornographically infused view of sexuality, which is doing a disservice to the feminine body. Um, And so I really like the... I, the spirit of the words yoni and lingam, which are these tantric or Sanskrit words for our entire urogenital system, mind, body, and spirit of it all, the enteric nervous system that's part of our genital structures, everything about our genital structures. And I like that they are holistic and encompassing. And so, and I also think they're prettier than vulva, which is the outside, or vagina, which is only the inside, or clitoris, which is only one third of the erectile tissue. Like all of those are misses for me. All of those words are misses, where yoni for me is a hit. And I like it because it's also cute. It's like my little yoni, you know, it's like Y-O-N-I. It's just such a cute little word. So I really try to promulgate that word out there to give people more vocabulary. And so they don't have to come into your office and just point down, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's it's a thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. And then the lingam is a beautiful word for the man's staff, as well as all of his pleasure systems. And so yoni massage and lingam massage are a very loving, pleasurable, relaxing, limbically connecting, endocannabinoid stimulating, blood flow producing, pleasurable practice. It gets us away from sex's intercourse. It expands the playing field of pleasure. And it gets us comfortable having our genitals touched and seen. Mm-hmm. And the more that we can look at our genitals, feel pleasure in our genitals, not be embarrassed by our genitals, have orgasmic sensation activated throughout our genitals, not just the tip of the clitoris or the entrance to the vagina. I just read this piece of research recently where 
I think it was like 41 women were touched by a, a, a nurse in in this kind of like inventory of locations, um, uh, clitoris, opening to the vagina, outer labia, inner labia, breasts, nipples. And the results surprised me until I thought about it. The results were that 53, I'm going to say, percent of the women said that pleasure was felt in the vaginal opening area, the introidal sphincter, and only 40 something percent was felt in the clitoral structure. Mm. And that most of the spots that were touched were either numb or made them feel shame. And I thought to myself, and this is really where orgasmic activation comes in. I thought to myself, these are women who've never been touched in a loving way with warm oil, with nice lighting, with reverence and pleasure, with an unhurried touch. Um, These are women who've been, you know, part of the grab a boob and stick it in type of sexual mistreatment that is what we see in movies and in pornography as what sex is. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, if give me those 41 women, I will give them eight different kinds of pleasure tools. I will teach them about yoni massage. All of a sudden, all their parts are going to be loved to be touched. They're going to activate. They're going to light up their brain. They're going to start having orgasmic pleasure from the most lovely little light stimulations. And what I realized is that there's just so many things that people hold off limits because they've had what I described versus, you know, originally versus what I just explained as a possibility. So I really want to have people thinking more about what I call orgasmic cross training, which is having yoni massage that touches all the parts, learning to unnumb them, release the sadness and trauma that has affected most of us to let all of that go, to awaken our G-spots, to awaken our vaginal areas, to awaken our cervical areas, to awaken our perineum, our inner labia, our outer labia, our mons, our breasts, our nipples, our necks, our mouths, our tongues, our throats, all these areas that are really the foundation of our pleasure activation. And I looked at all of the toys that I think sex toys should be called tools. They they are tools for pleasure. And there are basically eight different types of tools that a woman can use to fill up her pleasure chest and to do orgasmic cross training, activate different areas of our yoni so that we become massively attuned to our pleasure and very multi-orgasmic. And um, just as a placeholder for your listeners, what are those eight tools? There's eight for the female body. There's four for the male body or vulva owners and penis owners, whatever you want to call them. I support gender expression, full 
rainbow sparkle gender expression. Um, and they are at orgasmiccrosstraining.com. So if you're like, I'd like to activate my yoni, I'd like to learn more about how to do that. I'd like to let go of some of this armoring and this shutdown and awaken my body to pleasure. That orgasmiccrosstraining.com is the place where it shows you the, the different areas and what the different tools are that I recommend. Wow. That's, I mean, that's neat. That's neat because I think for a lot of people, we don't, I mean, sex ed in, in high school, let's put it that way, is basically how not to get pregnant, right? Yeah, it's fear-based fear education. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's very, it's very boring. And then we move into getting married and, and we don't know, you know, what, what to do with our partners, we we kind of fumble our way through things. And so mm -hmm. having some sense of how we can help each other, but also because of how you're talking about, you know, circulation, mm -hmm. but also the endocannabinoid system, helping yeah. light up the body. I yes. think the vagus nerve is probably yes. another thing that sh we should bring into the conversation here because mm -hmm. so many folks are stressed. So many folks are are feeling the pressures of, of the world, but yet you come home and there's also that then Block, pressure. yeah, pressure or block pressure to have sex. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit in terms of helping women, you know, initiate a conversation with with their their men or you know whatever we're partners. However, it works here to help you know bridge the gap. Start bringing in some of this yeah. massage. What what have you you know counseled folks on, I guess it's probably the best word here or, or mentioned yeah. to folks in terms of breaking, breaking those ice, breaking the ice there. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that you called it bridging the gap because I call it crossing the gasm chasm, closing the orgasm gap, crossing the gasm chasm. Um, what happens ultimately is wh why did it all, why did it, how did it all get so screwed up? Yeah. Um, and then how do we fix it? I think that's really that those are the two parts to the question and how it, how it got screwed up is that um, we have been living under a religious patriarchal perspective of what sexuality is it's for procreation only sex is intercourse. Um, you know, all, all of those kinds of things. And then, uh, you know, your, uh, your genitals are dirty. It's bad. You should be shamed, you know, and all that Madonna whore, you know, there's like a million examples of, of all of that. Um, what, what's the view of, you know, how do you learn about sex, the movies and pornography, there's no sex education. I mean, like everything is foobar. So part of what the issue is, is that, um, if people were having great sex and they were super happy, you'd be, they'd be very hard to control. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's been a control mechanism. We've been controlled, especially women. We've been controlled. So the second piece of it is that the male body, you know, remember when I said that we have the same amount of erectile tissue as our male body partners. Yeah. If you think about a banana and you, if, if I was holding up a banana, and I said, okay, well, it's pretty easy to imagine this as a man's penis. So half of his penis sticks out of his body and half of it actually goes in and down toward his testicles. And the entire inside of that banana, the fruit of that banana is the spongy tissue of three erectile tissue chambers that are these basically like three fingers inside the penis. And they fill with blood very quickly because the mechanism of action of a, an erection is that when it fills with blood, it actually plumps up to the point where it locks off 
and closes the door to trap the blood in. The endothelial system, the smooth muscle tissue has to be in good shape, which is why when men begin to have atherosclerosis, plaque in their blood, fatty arteries that calcify, the tissue can't lock off and so they can't hold the blood in and so they lose erectile function. For the female body, we have the same banana's worth of tissue, but it is a circle with a point at the top. And the circle goes around the vaginal balloon and comes to a point at the top. And the labia themselves, the, the outer labia, are the legs of the clitoris. The arms go back toward the urethral sponge, which is the G spot, but it's not a spot. It's a long spongy tube. And we have a clitoral shaft and a glance ahead. Just a, It's a small penis, same as our male body parts. And we have a perineal sponge on the bottom of our vaginal canal between our vagina and our rectum. So we're literally surrounded like a golden bracelet with this erectile tissue. And it likes to, it needs to swell to get our lady erection. And when a woman is getting that erection, it takes her about 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, if it's been a, been a while for her, to get full erectile capacity in her pelvic bowl. And it also takes her that long to recruit the blood into her pelvic bowl to seep through the vaginal mucosal lining to wet it because the vagina is a muscle. It's stretchy muscle. It's not a gland. So it's not self-lubricating. When estrogen declines, that tissue of that muscle thins and doesn't hold as much moisture, which also makes sex painful. And the opening to the vagina, that round sphincter muscle, the introidal sphincter, thins as well and gets particularly delicate as estrogen declines. So if she's not taking a nitric oxide booster, she's not exercising, she's sitting a lot, and she doesn't do estrogen replacement therapy, basically everything's collapsing in there. And, the, and if she's rushed to intercourse because she just wants to get it over with or whatever, because he's erect, so she's got to be ready, yeah. then... There's all this pressure on her. She's come in with stress. She wasn't turned on in the first place. She feels this duty to have sex because her husband is horny all the time because he's got a higher testosterone profile. He gets, if he's healthy, he gets morning erections. He masturbates daily to keep his sperm fresh because he's bi biologically wired to do it. So he's thinking about sex more than she is. He's already ready to go in two minutes. She needs 20 or 30 minutes, which is why... The yoni massage is so important for her. She needs to have him, and, and she's not socially oriented toward initiating sex, nor is she ready when he's making an offer for intercourse. When he says, do you want to have sex? That means intercourse. And she's like so far away from that. So if a couple understands a number of things, the first is that, I say to guys who, who they end up in victimhood, like, I, I, you know, I initiate sex and she always says no. 
And it's like, because you're, you're making this giant friggin' offer, you know, like start small. Would you like a foot rub? I've got the fireplace on in the bedroom. I've poured some water. I've put down a blanket. I've got the oil warmed and I'd love to give you a yoni massage. No pressure if you don't want to go any further, but I would love to get my hands on you and give you some pleasure. A guy backs down to that. She's going to be, are you sure you're not going to pressure me for sex, for intercourse? No, I am not going to. I'm going to fill you up with pleasure and orgasms on demand as much as you want. And you can go further when you want. And if you're tired, you can roll over and go to sleep. I'll give you a kiss on the lips and I'll cover your little shoulders up and I'll turn off the lights. When you can get to that point where, where, where our male-bodied partners understand how much time we need to get out of our head and into our body, that we're not the initiators of sex and that that's just a bluebird day when she's asking for it, that sex isn't just intercourse, that it, it requires us 20 or 30 minutes of what we call foreplay, but what I think about as it's all sex, then it really changes the dynamic to one where a couple begins to have an intimate life of pleasure, of orgasm, of joy, of awakening, of slowing down, of connecting, of conversation, of relaxation. Once you can get a couple to that point, they start getting on what I like to call the upward pleasure spiral, that moment where sex has started getting better and better instead of worse and worse for them over time. And the beautiful thing is that it's never too late to begin these practices. I think you've just described the first part of it in terms of, you know, rush, get into it. I think a lot of a lot of women and men, of course, do not know that that time frame exists. And of course, this is why I do what I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think this is huge because that is one of the the biggest issues that I hear from women, you know, over and over again in my practice is like, he's ready to go, I need to hurry up. And it's like, no, no, that's not how your body works. You know, I've been asked, you know, can can you give me something? Is there a medication to speak? Yeah, horny yeah. pill? I'm like, give me a horny pill. So I want so I want my husband. Yeah, I know. They're miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, sometimes I've gone down the road because of course I, I noticed that you have some notes about sexual biohacking and things of that nature. You know, yeah. we've, I've given folks oxytocin nasal sprays, you know, and we've tried different things of that nature, mm -hmm. but if they, if this 20 minute, you know, time frame of getting the circulation going, isn't, you know, utilized it moot point. And, and it's one of those things that I'm so glad you're highlighting. It's incredibly important. Two things about that. One is that I, I say to women, imagine that you've been having intercourse your whole life with a flaccid clitoris. That's basically what's been happening. And you need the blood to flow into your pelvic bowl to expand all that erectile tissue, those three erectile tissue systems that work in concert that are that golden bracelet. And when they're flaccid, they're small. When they're plump and engorged, they're big. And when you touch something big, it has more surface area, sending more signals to your brain, which is your biggest sex organ. There's a couple of things I want to share with you. One is um, I make my own yogurt for my morning smoothies out of a, an, a bacteria called lactobilis ruteri, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Oxyceutics is the name of the company that makes it. They have a product called Gut to Glow. And you can take the, the probiotic. But what I do is I actually culture it and make my own homemade yogurt. And that's what I use in my smoothies. And it's the bacteria that helps me make my own oxytocin. I'm a poor oxytocin maker. So I needed that bacteria in there to, to, to have that. And the second thing that I wanted to tell you about was a product line of lubricants that I really like called Foria. Um, I think I have them right here. I will, um, I will get you some scent. I'll, I'll get some scent to you if you want to. I love, I got stuck, hang on, my little earphones got stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this particular brand uh, so much that I begged them to let me be an official company spokesperson for them to spread the word. This is a CBD-based lubricant, a CBD-based awakening oil, and a CBD-based vaginal suppository called melts and what's really cool about it is that i call this the pleasure protocol as a matter of fact the link to this is at pleasureprotocol.com you put the oil this awakening oil on the vulva the outer labia inner labia clitoral hood mons clitoris itself the opening to the vagina called the vestibule the opening to the um, actual vaginal areas called the introidal sphincter, the perineal area, just put a small coating of that all over it. Give it a second. And what happens is that the botanicals in it and the CBD start to activate. So it's phytocannabinoids from hemp plant, but they activate our endocannabinoid system, which Mm -hmm. is our pleasure healing pathway. And what you're trying, you want to think about, I got to get blood flow to my vulva. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do my nitric oxide things. And then I'm going to awaken the connection between my brain and my body using this botanical CBD activator. And then I'm going to add in the oil, the CBD based oil for the lubricant. And if I need more internal lubrication, I'll put one of the cocoa butter CBD melts up inside. I love that. I love having everything nice and fluid and juicy and, you know, resilient. And trying to get a lube up inside your vagina is difficult. But when you just pop the cocoa butter melt in there and it melts up in there, it stays in there so that by the time you have your yoni massage with all that oil, You've got all that engorgement. And then when you're ready to be penetrated, it's nice and lubricated already. All of that is what helps women start to have orgasms from intercourse without even touching the tip of their clitoris. They're literally having orgasms from intercourse because all that tissue is finely engorged and the whole vagina is wrapped in it so the motions of intercourse can finally trigger her orgasms from intercourse i think that's a a really nice combination that nobody ever made until foria did and i just love it i've never heard of anything quite like it you know i I let me know if you want it 
Of course, of course. I think every every woman's probably like, okay, sign me up, you know, because I, I think for so many women will come to me too and say, you know, doc, I've never had an orgasm. Is there something wrong with me? And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh. You know, yeah. well, I don't know, you know, let's, let's investigate further. And most of the times, you know, I'm looking into hormones and things of that nature, of course, yeah. but circulation could simply be the problem mm-hmm. uh, in and of itself, lubrication yeah. and, and how you're describing, you know, just in general, how deep the melt is going to go into yeah. helping the whole area of circulation, because I think that's one of the things we, we overlook because and a lot of products that I've heard about before, they're talking more about just the clitoris. They're not talking about the whole, whole vagina, the whole area. And so I'm thinking to myself, hmm, this is definitely unique. It's something I've never heard about before and yeah. can be a game changer probably for anyone who's open to do, you know, trying it out as a whole. I think also um, going back to pornography mm-hmm. and to media sex. Mm-hmm. It all shows guys just pumping away on us. And one of the things that I really, really want people to do is to learn how to have intercourse that, that, that feels good to a vagina. And if you, I'm going to grab another thing. I have a little red balloon here that I'm holding up. This is just your basic, like the balloon you would make a water balloon out of, those little balloons. And this is what a vagina looks like. A vagina is not a tube. It's not an inside out penis. It's actually a round ball with a neck, a skinny neck and a little sphincter at the end, just like the end of a balloon is. And there's a depression in the top where the cervix kind of drops down into that balloon, that cave but it's flat and empty like a deflated balloon before we're engorged and turned on. So it's not this sheath like a sword in a sheath. Mm -hmm. And friction, especially for older women, is not our friend. And so when our partners are just going, "Er, er, 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 er," it's not that pleasurable for us. And so one of the things I put together were 10 penetrative intercourse techniques for couples that they could practice and learn that are more in line with giving her the pleasure she needs as the vagina owner that still feel equally as good to the penis owner. So because it's never shown anywhere or depicted anywhere, and because what I do for a living is write passionate lovemaking techniques, my 10 orgasm-inducing intercourse skills are at orgasmicintercourse.com. Feel free to go there and you'll get all 10 of them. Um, I just... I have so much information to give that I like to just put it someplace where, depending on your listener... They're going to go, okay, I want the pleasure protocol or, oh, no, I want to know the orgasmic intercourse techniques or I want the orgasmic cross training thing or whatever. I just put everything out there. It's free. And, you know, my job is the opportunity that I have is to just help as many people as possible have satisfying intimacy that really makes their lives so much happier, lowers their guilt 
their shame, their stress by teaching them the things that they've never gotten taught to remove that guilt and shame and stress. And um, I think when women realize what their vaginas are actually like and how they want to be pleasured, and then they teach their partners that or they learn together, it's just such a game changer. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just looking through your website and all your resources, I, I was like, wow, there are so many things here that, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in checking this out, that out, you know, because we, maybe it was, you know, control thing, whatever it may be, you know, we, we, we have been shafted. Let's put it that way in terms of getting the knowledge. Ah, about that's good. Shafted <laughs> literally and figuratively. Oh, Janine. Well, that was good total pun intended, but we really, we haven't been given, you know, this information. And so I think it's, it leads to, you know, a lot of times I, I think about how can I have my patients be healthier and happier? Happier mm -hmm. is kind of the big one. And, and so much of what folks will come into me, you know, I'm part physician, part counselor. It, let's, let's be real here. And That's so a lot of times folks will come in and they'll be like, you know, I, I just don't feel good. In my relationship, things aren't going well. And I have to think about like, is part of the issue because we haven't been taught these things about how we can connect on a deeper level yeah. and how we can find pleasure in each other versus alcohol or drugs yeah. or things of that nature. And so yeah. this is why I really wanted to highlight on the endocannabinoid system and how we, we can tap into this in so many different ways. Yeah. The endocannabinoid system is fascinating to me. I just love being able to activate my own endogenous cannabinoid system for that pleasure healing pathway. There's two more things I wanted to tell you about. Yeah. Um, and I want to go like one level deeper into what I would call sexual regenerative practices. Mm-hmm you know, sexual biohacking. I'm a biohacker. I do cold light. I do cold therapy, cryotherapy, red light. I use a Vasper machine. I take senolytics. I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of things to keep my youthful expression and my vitality. And one of the things that you have to start chasing about mid fifties, early to mid fifties is vaginal atrophy. Mm -hmm. And there are two things I like to recommend. One is a DIY, do-it-yourself at home device called the vagina device. And the other is a done for you, go get the treatments. And it is, most women, when they think about vaginal rejuvenation, what they've been sold is lasering. CO2 lasers and RF devices intravaginally. The problem with that is that that was basically some dudes that owned some laser companies and they're like, well, we're doing it on their faces and their decolletage and their neck and their arms and stuff. Now let's stick it in their vaginas and rejuvenate the tissue that way too. And the problem is that the vaginal mucosal lining is so damned delicate that when you zap it with a laser, so that you're damaging the subcutaneous mucosal tissue to recollagenate and regenerate new tissue growth, you are doing a level of hormesis that is, to me, an unacceptable level of hormesis. I don't think we need to wound ourselves to have weeping vaginal canals 
to regenerate new tissue growth because there is an alternative and it is a an alternative called shockwave or acoustic wave. And it's becoming, it first rolled out for men, of course, <laughs> as Gaines wave. But now there is something called Femi wave. They've brought out the female version. And the reason that I like it is that the inside your vagina, yes, that's a part of what begins to atrophy and thin with the estrogen loss and the loss of the nitric oxide and loss of lubrication. And then your, your organs start to drop, you know, drop your bladder drops. You might have a prolapse, you know, you've got all these things, this incontinence, which is misery mm -hmm. peeing in your pants or peeing on the way to the bathroom. Cause you've got urge incontinence. I mean, it's just nutsy. I hate it. I'm always chasing it myself. And Femi Wave, why I think it's such a breakthrough is that they have taken a holistic approach to using acoustic wave on the entire vulva, hmm. not just inside the vagina. So they're reconstituting the outer labial tissue, the mons area, the clitoris the, the clitoral tip and glands. They're getting in between the labia and getting the, the waves going inside there. It's going into the vaginal area, into the perineal area. So what it's basically doing is it's generating very gently without burning you. It's using waves instead of lasers. And the waves, you do two treatments a week over three weeks. Is it like a typical treatment. You can space it out more. I'm delicate. I space mine out more. Some women aren't as delicate as I am. And it just plumps up the vulva. It plumps up the labia. It reconstitutes the clitoral tissue, the perineal tissue, the urethral tissue. It reverses the incontinence. I have been more lubricated in my 60s. I'm dripping wet from that Femi wave treatment and more than I was in my twenties. It's incredibly efficacious. However, it's not available everywhere yet. And if you can't afford to travel to a place, my best alternative is something called the vagina device. This is from a, a woman owned company called Joylux. They're distributed primarily in uh, doctor's offices, but you can buy them direct. If you go to vaginadevice.com, what this does is it's a little device that you put inside you. You slide it in your vagina. Now it's not going to reconstitute your clitoral structure or your labia. So it's not as good, but if you've got vaginal thinning, vaginal laxity, incontinence, loss of lubrication, and every woman is going, yep, 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 and yep. This uses red light therapy, photobiomodulation. And oh. the photobiomodulation stimulates the mitochondria, the batteries of the cells of the vaginal lining to generate and thicken more tissue. The red light also stimulates the glycogen, which falls as our estrogen falls and is what the good bacteria eat. So it feeds our good bacteria so we don't get 
microbiome, vaginal microbiome dysbiosis, urinary tract or vaginal infections. It cuts down on that. And there are women who've told me, I always had kind of a little bit of odor that I didn't like. And I would go to my gynecologist and I would be, and she would say, you don't, you don't have anything. There's nothing in there, but I didn't like the way I smelled. And then the red light got rid of that problem for me. And this red light also is warm. So it's bringing collagen in with the warmth and it also uses vibration for Kegel toning for the incontinence. And this you do like you start out with for six minutes and then you go to eight minutes every other day. Then you can go to 10 minutes, but it's 10 minutes every other day for like eight weeks. So it's more of a, it's like making a stew. You're doing low and slow remediation where the Femi wave is like you're done in a couple of weeks and it's much faster and a little more holistic, but it's also more expensive. So you've got a couple of options now that I think are way better than anything we've ever had before. Combine that with your nitric oxide, your hormone replacement therapy, and your yoni massage, and you have completely reinvigorated your sex life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think so many women, you know, just what you just described, all the different symptoms from, from incontinence to a lot of vaginitis, let's put it that way, where there's no specified, you know, agent that's causing issues, but, and then sometimes smell changes, sometimes chronic discharge, and you keep going back to the doc and doc's like, yeah, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. Or unfortunately you might've been subjected to antibiotic antifungal antibiotic antifungal and, and nothing quite resolves. So, you know, that that's that's awesome and, and definitely folks we're going to have all of these notes because there's a <laughs> lot of references here so you got to head over to drjkrausnd.com for more information my goodness susan i think we could probably have like 85 podcasts on information <laughs> for women because there's yeah. just so much out there now that unfortunately isn't as talked about and then of course that's why you're here and why we want to promote all of these different things to help women because Boy, you know, yeah. having, you know, having a better sex life is vitality. It It is helping, you know, it's one of the best biohacks out there and, and one of the things that goes a long way over time. And so I think it's incredibly helpful. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing your information. I appreciate it. And I look forward to putting this podcast out. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and giving air and a platform for women to have a private conversation about the things that they really are worried about and don't know what to do. I mean, you are creating such a great service with your show. So thank you for having me. And I would love to come back anytime. I've got so much more. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And that being said, of course, let's tell folks, you know, your main website and at least all the resources where they can find them like quick, quick search. Um, if they're, they're thinking now, like, okay, I need to know what, where to start. Give yeah. them the Yeah. Just go to betterlover.com. Um, you'll see an opportunity to get onto my newsletter. If you like the things I've been saying, this is what I write about every day. Um, well, not every single day, but you know, I, I send out a weekly digest newsletter with all my thoughts and, um, better lover gets you kind of into the zone. The Yoni massage videos are there. They're all free. And if you get an email from me and you reply to it, you can ask me anything from any email you get from me and I will get your request and your question and I will personally 
reply to you. Sometimes it'll be just to send you a link to the thing you ask, you know, like, what was that thing? Other times it'll be to just kind of dissect a problem. Um, I feel like the last 20 years of having people asking me anything has really been what's made me good at what I do. So it's it's really, a, it's a labor of love. So I'm, I'm here for anyone that wants more. Good deal. Good deal. Well, thank you. Because this is definitely a topic that it's hard to bring up with your doctor. I've found for a lot of folks, you know, me, I'm open to it. You know, I'll talk about anything, but I know for a yeah. lot of doctors, it's hard for them to even communicate. So it's good to have a resource. So, thank you. Thank you again. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the health fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast, subscribe, rate and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.